All right, here we are. Charles Moskowitz here. Thanks for joining me, everyone. And uh, my guest is Ken LaCourt. Ken is uh, the founder of LaCourt News. With a motto of News Unspun, Talk Uncensored, the site highlights media malfeasance and Silicon Valley censorship. Ken was a former, was a senior executive, senior executive at the Fox News Channel, where for the last decade, he's headed an editorial team at foxnews.com. Ken, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Charles. So, Ken, uh, you're in California. Talk a little bit about your situation, where you are, how things are for you. Well, for me, it's kind of boring. I actually uh, um, am a little a little disappointed that they put us in lockdown and my life barely changed. Um, <laughs> I still, I'm in a small <laughs> Still go back and forth with with that, but it's a it's a it's a bike ride or a small car ride up. Um, so you know the only things that are really different from from uh, from my point of view is you know restaurants and bars are closed down, but uh, that's in in most places. Um, that any any kind of non essential uh, things, you know, I mean, but things I normally don't go to during the week. So I so outside of uh, wanting to go to a restaurant over the weekend, it really didn't affect kind of my life personally. One thing that they just did here, which I now think is kind of getting to the height of beyond science and, and it just into silliness, is they're closing off some of the parks. You know, they oh, saw no. And, and it's like... That know, seems... From, yeah, I mean... Yeah, from what we know about how this spreads, the concept of you walking in a park and catching it from somebody else is is kind of kind of ridiculous. And so it's like, I, I guess you can never be too safe, but the reality is you can. I mean, we're still... Right. The number of cases in our region are one out of 10,000 people. So the odds are still on our side. And the concept that people are getting that nervous. And, and look, mm -hmm. the has, has ginned people up. I know old people who are wearing masks 24-7 in their own house by themselves. It's, that's right, right. I know people have different levels of comfort with this. And some people are very phobic about it. Um, but at the same time, I, can, I mean, in a way, I, I think probably the rationale behind the parks ban is because people are going out and acting like nothing happened, you know, like in the, the like the South Beach and in, um, in Florida, you know, and now they're coming back with uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, it so it's it's that kind of a thing. I mean, I'm not saying I support that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine is a is a city manager in South Florida, and they, he just closed off his beach. And his point was all the other ones had done it. So they were all the people would have really jammed up their beat. So they felt it was it was the right thing to do, too. Now, what uh, how long do you have any idea how long I know you're you're not a doctor, you're a journalist. But how long do you what does your information tell you in terms of when when this thing, whole thing is going to be over? I mean, when are we supposed to hit the curve and. And, and get on the other side of it. No, so I've been studying it a lot. Obviously, that's 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 a fun thing to do now. I I think we're getting probably within a week of of of, of getting over it. If you look at look, there's only two countries that have really gotten gotten past this: China, and let's just assume that a lot of Chinese numbers you you have to take with a grain of salt, uh, and South Korea. Um, and, and of course, there could be secondary infections later coming up, and we could be stamping this out through summer, uh, you know, and then hopefully the warmness of summer summer helps helps us out. But if you looked at, at most of the other countries, um, you know, Italy is still on a rise, and and you know, we are depending on when you start the clock. We might have become affected at the same time as Italy, but a lot of a lot of scientists will start the clock when when they've got the first hundred infections in a country or something. 
mm-hmm. in the other two that it went over, there was a bell curve after after about three weeks, four weeks, and we're getting up to that in a, in about a week. So unless it somehow operates differently in the United States than it than it did in those other countries, which is I guess a possibility. Um, um, one would hope that it would do the same thing. And Italy seems to be an outlier on 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 the other end. They just seem to to be not not doing things well. But if you look at at America, the per capita death rate of this, we're you know we're very very low compared to most of most of the other countries that that kind of had. You know, some countries really they're either lying or they haven't got it much at all. You know, Pakistan, India, they're shutting things down, but you know they're looking at. 500 people in India, you know, a country with... Right, apparently Russia has very few, if any, cases. And um, I understand that that might have something to do with the fact that they closed their border to uh, both Europe and China right away. Right. And, uh, you know, they have a more authoritarian-type system. Their people are more used to, you know, following orders, so to speak. So maybe they're just culturally more attuned to dealing with something like this, whereas... You know, in America, we're not. I mean, we're like, F you, we're going to go out. You know, it's like we don't follow those kinds of orders so quickly. We don't come to terms with it. I tell you, my area up here, right north in, in Marin County, right north of San Francisco, people were very, very obedient very quickly. They jumped into okay. it. They, they, they did, their, they did their, their thing right away, almost to a fault. But um, I, I don't know if that was a cultural thing or, or what that was. San Francisco shut down almost completely. I mean, you go to San Francisco, it's only homeless people around at this point. Right, um, right. Now, the, um, the president has talked about this hydrochloroquine combined with zithromycin as having been, as being an effective uh, remedy, effective drug for this. And apparently it's being used by hospitals in New York right now. Uh, do you know anything about that? You know, I just know what I, I saw him saying, hey, let's give it a try. I saw um, Fauci saying, yeah, well, we really don't know, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll try all this. You know, people, there are anecdotal evidence of, oh, well, we gave it to one or two people or five or ten people, and they got better. But you're talking a disease that 99% of people are getting better by doing nothing. except By getting better anyways. So it's very anecdotal. But I mean, I think that in New York, they're using it for very serious cases, you know, people on respirators. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, who knows? That's something that works. Now, the, um, yeah. The big hope is also that uh, when when the weather warms up, you know, because not a whole lot of countries on on the south of the border, south of the equator, um, um, are are really seeing huge jumps of this. Now, is it because they're farther away from China? Is it because like the regular cold and flu season, it's harder to transmit in, in summer? You know, hopefully it's the latter. Now, on the political front, Congress or the Senate is debating a, a stimulus package, which um, hopefully we won't even need if the thing gets over soon enough, but we may need it. And the debate seems to be that the Democratic side wants to add stuff that they've wanted to have anyways all along you know, like the new Green Deal kind of thing, and that that's slowing it down because the Republican bill is more just like, let's have enough to deal with the emergency. Right. And let's stop putting stuff into it. Still, even bare bones, this bill is a massive amount of money. I mean, it's... it's right. It's, oh, it's charging $2 trillion. Yeah. It's a huge, which, you know, I mean, hopefully they won't even need it, as, as, as I said, I, mean, I think, but they, they may need it. I mean, depending on how long this thing goes. Right. You know, people, you know, we have to have people properly, you know, paid. I mean, otherwise we're going to have real trouble. Right. Right. 
I, look, I think the Democrats are playing a dangerous game. Um, I mean, normally, look, normally most of the news media goes along with whatever the Democratic narrative is, right? So if they said, sure. well, this is helping big business and not helping the little guy, every press story you read in the mainstream press would say, this, biz this is helping biz business. I actually read a headline on CNN yesterday saying Democrats blocked. And I was like, oh, my God, they're, they've screwed that one up and they need to be careful because because right. that concept is getting out of there. And if they're seen as playing politics, they're going to they're going to get a nick down. I think from a purely political standpoint, the Dems just took a big twist. And, and they, when it started off, it was, oh, goody, Trump isn't serious about this or he's racist and he's closing down the border or he's too serious or he's not, you know. And, and, and the initial kind of out the box, because the president was doing what a, what a leader does, which is, you know, we don't have anybody with this virus in our country. Let's calm down. You know, this, this might not kill everybody. Let's look at our national yearly numbers of, of flu deaths. I mean, you know, look, 7,500 people die a day in America. You know, it'll be in the month that we're talking about coronavirus, a quarter million Americans will be put under the ground. And, and we will only concentrate on one two hundredth of that. But then... The press president, and I think it started with the press conference that he held in the uh, in in the in the uh, in the Rose Garden, where he had all all of the the, the other other members of uh, a big business, and you know it was the Rite Aid chairman and and you know people who are you know the companies that are going to help save save our bacon as much as as much as any government edict, and mm -hmm. then he started doing those those daily press conferences, which I think is the best that we've seen Donald Trump. He's not mm -hmm. people stupid names. He went after a press guy once or twice on, on things, but it's kind of like what I think that we hope for the best of when we brought a big businessman into the the, the uh, you know into the White House. And now I'm seeing. I literally saw. I mean, Rachel Maddow was the first one saying that they need to stop. They need to stop broadcasting. The Nets need to stop broadcasting those press conferences. Mm -hmm. And that must be because he's doing well. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the head of Vox right now. And and they come down to saying, well, he, he was over-encouraging of that drug. And this is a campaign rally. I mean, the the intellectual dishonesty that they're now spitting out on that is, but it's exactly that. He's looking like a commander-in-chief. He's looking, you know, Joe Biden's coming on looking like he's lost in his own, you know, in his own library with the camera pointing the wrong way. And right. Trump is looking like a good well, I mean, having said that, I think it's also true to say that his response to this thing has been uneven. I mean, there's been some major hiccups. I mean, I think you could say that probably about most world leaders. Maybe the only world leader that's responded well to it is Putin. I don't know, because there's no cases in Russia. But, um, but we're at the point now where you seem to think that he's got command of the issues and that, um, you know, we, we're doing things right. I think so. I mean, what would you have? Uh, I mean, there there was the optics of him not panicking from the beginning, and then there are the things that our government did or didn't do. It seems to me like the only real problematic thing is that there's been very much of an unevenness in the testing that, that those things didn't get out as much as also the gowns and the masks. We don't have the not, enough supplies for medical people. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, not, not that that's you can throw the finger of blame, but. I've heard people say that he needs to in, enforce elements of the Emergency Act and that that'll make the masks be manufactured faster than, than they are now. Is that true? You know, the only thing I mean, I mean, look, part of when you're in the opposition and you and you see the president doing all these things, 
you have to say something, right? You can't just be in opposition right. and say, you're doing great, Donald. So then you say, no, 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 it shouldn't be $2 billion. It should be $3 trillion. Uh, No, 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 you have to do something extra. So right, right. No, I get that. But do you think that the math and the, the possible material is being produced fast enough? Is there a way to make it go faster? There's, there is no way that a government edict is going to make mask companies and 3 yeah, masks produce faster. I, I don't believe that for a heartbeat. He does have the physical ability to say, okay, Tesla, you have to start making <clears throat> you have to start making ventilators. And right. I think he answered this question very well on, on the Sunday press conference where they said, you know, why aren't mm. you doing that? He said, well, first of all, we don't know anything about that. What companies are we going to go to? He said the opposite is happening. Companies and saying, hey, 25 years ago, we used to make ventilators and now we want to get back into that. and We could use some help on X, Y and Z. So I think the concept of saying that, that he should nationalize some company and force them to produce a ventilator that, look, let's be honest, by the time they probably rolled the first ventilator off the line, we're not going to need any more ventilators. I mean, it's something you probably do because it doesn't hurt to, to make more. But if it takes two months to get a ventilator, you know we're not going to be needing ventilators in America in two months. Well, right, I also think it's true that the the companies are doing it. I mean, they're doing it as fast as they could possibly can. And the idea of nationalizing businesses, even temporarily, is a is kind of a dangerous thing because that's what they do. Like that's what the old Soviet Union did. I mean, yeah. it's it's not really the way to go. It's dangerous, and I just think it's it's not effective. It's it's like this is this is the strength of the American structure and the American political structure isn't that we have a government who can give orders. It's that we've created the the you know the world's best thriving regulated capitalism system that that produces so much stuff in, in an amazing amount of of, of quantity. Um, so yeah, and, and the thing with the mask was kind of interesting because I have seen them. And, and a lot of it was, so, so I've been reading, there's one uh, doctor, um, um, he's a pediatrician, but of course now he's closed as pediatrician and is mainly focusing on this. And he was talking about how, how they didn't have masks. He finally did. He, 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 uh, he reached out to um, um, dentists and dentists had a whole lot of these. But I was surprised to hear that, that, the, that the pipeline for, for, for that type of stuff wasn't kind of uh, um, solidified off. In other words, when we all went to Costco, and, bought, and people bought boxes of these masks and whatnot. The companies that made them sold them back to Costco and the doctors in private practice didn't really have any kind of like a way to get first dibs on that, which I was a little surprised that, that that's the way it worked. Because I mean, think about it. If everybody in America just bought three masks, all right, well, there's a billion masks. We probably don't have that many in America right now. So, you, so just like the toilet paper, you had an immediate, what happened to all the toilet paper? In a week, it was back. The mass probably is a little bit slower to it, but it was something that, I mean, look, I know that when I ran the Fox News Bureau, we were always kind of prepared for for having to report through a worst case scenario, an earthquake in California or or something, you know, so we had backup electricity, we had backup food, we had... Uh, some of us had weapons. We had, you know, some basic protective stuff. Every reporter is supposed to drive around with with a packed bag in the trunk of their car 24-7. So it seems like at least the local docs didn't have as well. Now, whether that's hitting the hospitals as much and that they only stored a month of these things instead of six months because they take up space, um, that did seem to be a learning lesson here. Well, I mean, maybe one of the positive lessons that will come out of this after the fact is that all Americans and all businesses ought to do prepping and be prepared for disaster because we kind of forgot how to do that. It used to be a general way of life, certainly is the rest of the world and in this country. 
So, you know, after the fact, I think most people are going to have things like masks and hospitals hopefully will be better prepared. Now, Attorney General Barr was at the last press conference and he said that um, the president issued an executive order against hoarding and that Barr said that anyone that's involved with hoarding of things like masks, that they're going to get a knock on the door from the uh, Justice Department. Hmm. What do you think of that? You know, I think it would make, I mean, I, you know, that's an interesting thing. I hadn't really, really thought of it. I mean, probably a fine thing. I mean, it's certainly a little bit of a after, you know, if, if, if it wasn't illegal when, when, when somebody did something, it's kind of weird to make it illegal that they had done it in retrospect. So kind of that carefully. Um, um, you know, it seems like some of the stores would have done a little bit of a, maybe a voluntary, Hey, you know, walk out with, with one super huge thing of toilet paper instead of 20, but you're always going to have some people doing a little, a little bit of that. It seems like we're getting past that issue a little bit in the supply things. Look, what we've been crazily fortunate of is, you know, America's supply chain hasn't slowed down one bit. Um, mm -hmm. if, if this, instead of having a 1% fatality rate, had a 10% or 20% fatality rate, and people weren't showing up at the electricity stations, and they weren't showing up at the farms, and they weren't showing up at, at, at to drive trucks, then we'd have a, a radically different thing going on right now. Yeah, right. And, no, we just saw something in the news the other night that the truckers are moving up as fast as ever, and that they we, we heard from them, they, very, they said, be very assured that the the supermarkets are being fully stocked and that everything seems to be functioning, yeah. you know, okay. I mean, you know, literally, I live in California and I ran the numbers last night. One out of 20,000 people have this in, in California. It's like, it's good to tamp it down, be safe, but that's still one person per town. I mean, that's... that's okay, yeah, but the point is that to make sure it doesn't become 10 persons per town... We have to kind of isolate a little bit. And, until and, and, it's, and it's not a good reason to not do it, but it's not a good reason to worry that you're not going to get food coming into your, into your place. Until well, that's true. But, but even then, I mean, in my family, we're like wiping everything down, right. you know, to make sure that it doesn't have anything on it. Right. Um, and LaCourte, you are the editor of a news site. Would you like to give out information on how people can get to that site and how they can get more information about you and your work? Sure, it's LaCourte News, humbly named after myself, L-A-C-O-R-T-E-N-E-W-S. Uh, you know, we try to, we try, look, there's a lot of news sites out there doing a lot of the same thing. We try to find those, those areas where we're looking at the, that, and, and running opposite from the media herd. Um, um, and, and a lot of that is just, you know, certainly the last two weeks, we don't want to be like, no problem at all, don't worry about it, you know, hug a Chinese, everything's cool, but... But I, I'm I'm kind of a big believer that the the national media, you know, in this instance, has just gone in complete hyperactive hyper hyper mode right now. And so, and I also think that you know they that and we like to point this out a lot and explain it to people because people still think that a lot of the national news media just leans a little left. They don't. They're they're actively trying to to unseat this president. They're they're hardcore. The the vast majority of of you know the companies that you know their news products by name. Um, uh, and and this 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 latest. I mean, can you imagine journalists getting together calling for for Trump's press conferences to being stopped stopped being aired? I mean, it's like what? And it well, you know, it started with Rachel Maddow. There'll be a time if he stops them, then they'll say, well, he's not leading, he's, where is he? Now he's doing them, he's attacking. That's yeah, 
and it's like, and I'm, and I'm a pretty smart guy, and I found him to be fascinating. I mean, is it him putting the best spin on things? Absolutely. But, you know, to have him and three or four or five members of, 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 of the top parts of government talking about specific things that they're doing and not doing and why they're not doing certain things, I learned, I learned more from one press conference uh, over the weekend watching that than I've learned from reading all sorts of things. Uh, and, and, and to me, that's just the latest example of, of, you know, the, and, and this, this will be of, of, of media, of the media basically being a functioning arm of the Democratic National Convention or committee. Does seem that way. Anyway, Ken, listen, I want to thank you for joining me and uh, I'd like to do it again sometime. I'd like to talk a little bit next time, maybe about your, your career at Fox News. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Well, Charles, I enjoyed this. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good afternoon and be careful. All right. Thanks a lot.